we are. And this week's episode is about 1995. 95! Which is? It's the year I graduated high school. Yeah. You graduated we've... from high school? I sure did! <laughs> <laughs> Which is a valid question since I went to East, so yes! <laughs> yeah, we did your year. We did your year. Oh, yeah. Now, now we're here we are, 1995. Yeah. But before that, should we talk about some gall? Yeah. Aaron, do you want to start us off? Sure. Like, what's your goal been for the last three weeks since we last There's recorded? There's been a lot. Okay. But I'm going to narrow it down to one particular person. Oh, oh a, yeah, person. a person. Oh, I love when you do this. Mm-hmm. So one of the activities that one of my children is involved in is swimming. Mm. And this requires multiple times a week that we go to a high school. And it is not our home high school because we don't have a pool. So mm-hmm. we have to share with one of the Des Moines Metro schools. And remind us that your son is nine. Nine. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So this isn't high stakes yet, at <laughs> least in our opinion. So the but the person that is running the program also is the head coach for the boys and women's team. So like this poor lady is just like run ragged. Like she's doing it all. So like I have nothing but appreciation for her. And she has said, hey. Like, this door won't be unlocked until 10 minutes before because I have a practice finishing before that. Like, I need them, you know, to not have the distraction at the end of practice of all of us coming in and the little kids trying to get ready. So, long story short, we we come in and the door to where the parents sit is tricky because you can't actually see a deadlock between the bolts. It bolts up top to mm-hmm. hold it, right? So, it's not 10 minutes, too. We're a little bit early. So Mike tries the door and it doesn't open. I try the door and it doesn't open. And then we're both like, oh, obviously it's 10 minutes before, right? So we're standing there. At no point has anyone come and unlocked the door. Okay. So it's getting closer and closer to time. And this uh, the other parents are standing there. We're all, it's fine. It's no big deal, right? It's not a meet. It doesn't really matter when we get in there to see the kids practice. So this dad comes in and he tries the door and it doesn't open. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me, before he tries the door, he says, is it unlocked? And we say, no. Like, that should be obvious oh. by us standing here, right? I mean. So he asked you and then he pulled the door. <laughs> right. Okay. Then he looked at me in the <laughs> eyes and pulled the door and okay. it didn't open. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yep, here we are. Yep. And this lobby's kind of small, so there wasn't a lot of space between us after this. And he's standing there, and he's sort of looking at me specifically as though, like, I have somehow not unlocked the door <laughs> after this thing. So then, a few minutes go by, the door still hasn't been unlocked. Like, no change. No one's come. The door hasn't opened. So, like, logic would tell you there's no change. He reaches out and tries it again while making eye contact with me. And I'm like, I were at an impasse. <laughs> like, it's still locked. And he's like... Size really big. Oh no! Yeah, size. No, you don't like sighing. So we're (laughs) still standing there, (laughs) still standing there. Another parent comes in. All of us standing there tries the door in front of me, and this whole time I'm like, it's a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. I can't lose my cool at a swimming thing. But like, (laughs) why do you think I'm standing here? Like I'm this dumb that the doors just. And there's another set of grandparents that always bring their granddaughters and. The grandma was just looking at me smiling, laughing, like, what is happening? I'm like, I, I don't know. So finally, the coach comes and opens the door. And the guy, the original guy that tried it three or four times uh-huh. says, I thought it was supposed to be open 10 minutes before. And 
I almost said something. I didn't, but I went to my where I normally sit and sat down and thought, that is such a fucking rude ass <laughs> guy thing to say. Mm-hmm. First of all, you tried it three times. Mm-hmm. While looking at you. While looking. like Assuming that you were lying. Yeah. Like I personally made it so the door wouldn't open. Mm -hmm. And then to say that to the coach, like she's getting done with a practice. Like she's his admin or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like what are you doing? Like calm down. But then. Oh. Uh-oh. But then. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like there was finally karma for all the gall in the world. Because I knew that he was new to this session. I had never seen his kids swim. And to watch someone swim but go nowhere <laughs> is perhaps my new greatest joy in life. Okay. Because when I tell you that it defies physics, it defies logic, it defies <laughs> pools, that this kid can float and move his legs and he literally stays in one spot. I'm telling you, all the other kids are at the other end waiting for this kid to get down there while he's swimming laps and he's just in the middle of the pool. And the whole time, all I could do was just inside be like, ha! <laughs> In the pool, doing nothing. <laughs> doing nothing. It's probably because of his great instruction. It is. Uh, it's It's almost alarming. Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing it on purpose? Like, are we dealing with Maybe a different like, issue? Maybe he's like, my dad is such an asshole that I don't want to go home. Yeah. So I'll just stay in the pool. And well, there's been a few times that he gets up and goes and stands by the ledge. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Yell at him to swim? <laughs> like, he's like, it's over, dude. <laughs> New activity. This is not working. <laughs> We're done. Is there a floating team? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be amazing. Amazing. I've never seen anything like it. And wow. It's, it's my new favorite thing. Because <laughs> of just because of that. Like a man. Oh God, not a man. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I was really. In also in def- I mean, I told Mike the story, and then he said, "Don't point him out next time. I want to pick him out." Oh, and he first try. I forgot exactly who it was. He's like, "It's that guy." I was like, "A thousand percent." Yep. Well, I mean, it sounds like the kid and the dad had something in common. And the f- they both just kind of spin their wheels all the time because the dad couldn't get that door open. Yep. No. <laughs> yep. Trying kid, so hard. Kid didn't make any progress in the pool. Heath, what about you? Do you have a man that's causing you gall? I don't. <laughs> or a door. A door. I actually, um, I actually have a, a lesbian who's calling. Whoa! Let's hear it. Oh, yes. Bring on the gall. It's uh, Thanksgiving week here in sure is. the United States of America. Mm. And uh, yesterday I watched the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special as, as a normal adult On Apple does. TV for yes. free? Yes. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the story of this uh, basically boils down to Peppermint Patty invites herself over to Charlie Brown's house for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's kind of rude when she gets there. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't remember. I didn't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But I didn't remember Peppermint Patty thinking Charlie Brown liked her. <laughs> oh. And she oh, was kind Patty. of. I mean, it's like every, we all know she's a lesbian. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like That's well knows, established. Yeah. Yeah. Knows, uh-huh. knows, we all know. But it was weird because she. And I mean, it's a, it's kind of old, but the way they presented it, I mean, it was sort of. She acts like a man who's just like, I know you want to get with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way she acted, and then you know, Snoopy makes dinner. You know, he makes toast, popcorn. Pretzel sticks and jelly beans. That's a great dinner. Yeah. And then she complained about it. Uh, <laughs> so she shows up. Look, you've got a dog making yes. you dinner. <laughs> a dog made you dinner. 
At least there's some food to eat. Ma'am. Yes. Ma'am. <laughs> also, the fact that there's a Marcy and a Peppermint Patty in the uh-huh. same cartoon is sort of mind-blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, and she invited herself, and then she called back and said, Marcy's coming too. And then called back and said, Franklin's coming too. So she's just bringing a bunch of people. Yes. And then, and this is, I'm not, I don't know, I wouldn't call this part gall, but Franklin, Franklin's a young black man. Uh-huh. Did not speak the entire time. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was just like, come on, Peanuts. You've got one black character. Let him say something. So you just introduced him and then that was supposed yeah. to stand on its own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I mean. Franklin's coming, you know. too. I love the idea of her just kidding. This is such a true Thanksgiving story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then in the end, you know, they all got to go to Charlie Brown's grandma's house. Oh. So. is that Was there turkey there? Uh, yes. There okay. Was. So mm. she was mm-hmm. swaged. Yep. Swatched. So did she end up not pissed off? She ended up happy, yes, when she got to go to Charlie Brown's grandmother's okay. house. Okay. And I still don't know. No adults showed up in any way, in any capacity, in this, hmm. except for when Charlie Brown was on the phone with his grandmother. Like, they even got into a car and started driving away, and they didn't show adults driving the car. I assume off screen there were adults were driving the car. but Or not. Maybe, maybe not. Franklin was driving <gasps> the car. That's wild. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Peanuts in a car. Yeah. Wow. But they did, not, some... they did not bring Snoopy and Woodstock. <laughs> After he made all the food. Yes, and they were just like, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so gall. Uh-huh. That is some gall. God, that's some poor, poor mm-hmm. holiday behavior. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, my unmitigated gall is Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so much audacity and I have five reasons why. Oh, five. Uh, <laughs> you came in hot. Okay. Because I, I hate, hate this holiday. So first mm. off. To claim a holiday commemorating the one time we didn't kill Native Americans, yay for us. Yeah. Second, it's from Puritans, and those assholes ruined everything. That's true. Okay. Third, to center it around turkeys. What did they do to to deserve this yearly genocide? And also, before I wasn't vegan, turkey sucked anyway. Okay. Fourth. (laughs) (laughs) But it... So turkeys, the animals sucked, but you don't want them to get killed, or you think no, the turkey. actual cooked oh, turkey okay, okay. sucks. All right, yeah. I see. I see. So you're you're killing all these turkeys, and then it's not even delicious. So why are we doing this? Okay. Why are we committing this okay. genocide? Okay. okay. Sorry, okay. I didn't explain that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are we good? Are we all clear? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Turkey okay. genocide. Okay. Turkey genocide. <laughs> Got it. Fourth, to force families together near elections, which oh. is going to cause instant fights. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we do that? That's true. Why do we do that? That is true. Yeah. Finally. To guilt us into doing this every goddamn year, traveling during the clusterfuck travel time, seeing people you don't want to see, eating things we don't want to eat, and then forcing us to do it again in four weeks. That's always the thing to me is why is it so close to Christmas? Why? In summary, do what I do and skip it and just watch movies. Smart. Fuck you, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Not in hell, Thanksgiving. Not today. Not today, Thanksgiving. So also, forced gratitude. Yes, forced gratitude. Oh, damn, that was number six. Forced <laughs> gratitude. Yeah, it's just, why? It's inauthentic when you're forcing gratitude. Yeah, no. And when you have to go around the table and say what you're gra- grateful for, you're not saying I what you're really that. grateful for. You just made my, you just made me sweat right now. Yes. Just saying that made me my Because it's a test. Because... It's a test. Yeah. People are, wa- people want to hear, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you and this meal and no. everything you do. No. When I have to do that, I always just say, I'm grateful for dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then we stop. 
<laughs> Perfect. You know how to shut this uh-huh. shit down. Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah, that's what everyone, everyone that's listening, we would like you to march into Thanksgiving and yeah. really think about what you're thankful for and say that. Say yeah, the actual yeah, yeah. thing yeah. you're thankful mm-hmm. for. Uh-huh. Whether or, or not it's a even if stopper. It's, even if it's, you know, Pornhub, <laughs> just be honest. Find be your even honest. if it's your med card. Yes. Your marijuana med card. Be honest. Find your version of dead ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever dead ass is for you, that's what you should say. Wait, are you saying dad ass? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying dead. No. <laughs> oh. Either way, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't know which one it was either. <laughs> Dad. Oh, you're Uh-oh. making Aaron joke. Oh <laughs> to be clear, it's D A T. Dad ass, not Dad. Dad. Oh. No, no, no. Like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> And the thought of you saying that at Thanksgiving just got me so. (laughs) But D-A-T at Thanksgiving. That's even, that's. Oh. (laughs) Again, we're showing how cool and hip we are that Uh we, it took us three tries to get to (laughs) what he was actually saying. Poor Heath goes home and is like, I'm working with amateurs. Wow, data. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. In fact, just say that, listeners. Just say so that. Any of the three versions will accept. <laughs> Dead, dad, or dad. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just go in. If you have to do it, just go in with an experiment and just see how, you know, many people you can piss off or, or oh, yeah. something, yeah. you know? Call your uncle daddy. <laughs> Focus, like, only eat one thing. Uh-huh. Be like the person that takes all the mashed potatoes. Right. Oh, yeah. Just take the whole bowl and yeah. sit down with And this it. is all yes. I'm eating, though. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. This is all it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Okay. Screw you. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Unmitigated call. How dare you? So watch here in four weeks. It'll be about Christmas. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Watch this space. Yes. Uh-huh. Basically, every holiday is going to be unmitigated call, and I'll tell you why, in five or six reasons. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we explore 1995? Yeah. There was a Thanksgiving in 1995, too. There was. It was terrible. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. Yeah. Like all Thanksgivings. It's, it was, you were, that was meant to be your first year in college. It was, the yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. in 95. So it was probably real bad. So I think I was dating, I was dating someone back home, and that may have been when we broke up. Over Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Did he try to feed you turkey? Probably. No, I think he said he didn't like having a part-time girlfriend. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> That I actually went to college and he didn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't like having a part-time girl. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So thank you, sir, for doing that. It's it was ter- delightful. Was it Terry Brown's dad? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. He had to, he had to tell me that. It's <laughs> a great name for a memoir. Yeah. Part-time girlfriend. Part-time girlfriend. Full-time no. lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think wasn't Terry Branson is also a solid That's name a for a memoir. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it's a solid one. <laughs> Unless so you're Terry Branson. Terry Branson. Really? <laughs> colon the Amy Lillard story. Yeah, I mean, I would buy it. Great, even if I didn't know you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> should we dive into? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Aaron, let's go with you. Okay. So I felt like when I was doing research that basically everything from 1995. Fell into the line, Houston, we have a problem. Oh. Which that movie nice. debuted that year. But uh-huh. um, one of the the weirdest things 
saying a lot, given some of my other items on this list, <laughs> was that I didn't realize that Drew Barrymore flashed David Letterman. Oh yeah. yeah. During this, I I somehow missed that as really? a pop culture thing altogether. That so huge. that was brand new news to me. Wild. What a wild thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, I mean, it's that's not sexual assault, but it's you know, it's kind of weird. Right. It's yeah. suspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's in the same vicinity of you know, a man just opening up a trench coat and like flashing someone. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. well, because like there was a dancing. She was dancing and then turned she was her only back. Twenty. Yeah, she was young and dancing on the desk and then turned her back and mm-hmm. flashed him. Also, David Letterman. Yeah, I know of all the people to flash. <laughs> I mean. That's a poor choice. <laughs> it just sort of felt like I, it was shocking. And then it, then there was a moment where I was like, actually, that kind of tracks. Because this her. was the time where she was trying to be an adult. She wasn't yeah. a child actress anymore. And so she was really pushing that. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of her stuff just feels like a swing that kind of missed. Mm. Like, you know, she, she was at the forefront of the recently the she wanted to go back before mm-hmm. the actors and writers strike was over and that blew up in her face spectacularly and like she's been trying to do all these like PR moves since then that have just not been going well it's like I think maybe just take a beat hey remember when we did a pop culture roundup for bras and books and you brought the Drew Barrymore in the rain clip yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was just her like I'm in the rain and it's wonderful <laughs> She's like, I mean, I know she doesn't drink or do drugs anymore. But uh, I mean, she's on something. something. Yeah. I don't know what substance it is. I don't know if it's just normally in her body mm-hmm. or if it's something she's imbibing somehow. But she is. Have you watched any like interviews from her show? It is cringy. Yeah. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. It just feels like she's taking these swings that just aren't connected. Yeah. I've read. I haven't. I didn't see it on the show, but I <laughs> read that apparently Polly Shore was on. Oh, couple of weeks ago because that's where we are we're at now in yeah life. holy sure but he like express he told him told her how much he loved her and, and proposed to her on the show and then that was like the end of the show and then she said she'd answer him the next day and then she just never I, she never answered him and i don't know like i don't Ew. know if it was supposed to be funny it seems like it was i mean it seems like i mean that could possibly be real it right could very well very well be real i mean it's probably sure yeah but also what mm-hmm Apparently, Polly Shore's mom, I think, told him that Drew Barrymore is. Polly Shore's mother believes that Drew Barrymore is the woman for him. Okay. <laughs> huh. I, don't, I mean, all I can think of is the Polly Shore, the, like the one movie where he was like the. Son in law? Son in law, yeah. Mm. That's all I can think of. Oh, he's Encino Man, too. Yeah, I, oh, that's, that's right. all I think of is Encino oh, okay. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Can you believe somebody in Encino Man won an Academy Award this year? Sure did. <laughs> yep. Two. Two people, because Kihi Kwan was in it, too, in a small role. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Like he was a nerd or something at the school. Gosh. Balls in your court, son-in-law. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get to get I don't know. All right. What about you, Heath? I want to start with a, a movie called The Net. Whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. That was cutting edge. Uh-huh. My edges were cut. They still are. <laughs> Uh, the Net is a uh, 1995 American action thriller mm. film starring Sandra Bullock and Dennis Miller. Uh, oh, for those Dennis of you that don't, Miller. Dennis Miller used to do Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live in the 80s, so he's obviously a natural fit for the material. Yeah, <laughs> that is 
Mm-hmm. And he used to, I mean, I know in recent years he kind of swung to the right. Yes. A little bit, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think it's weird how many people from Saturday Night Live in the 80s, like Victoria Jackson did that and Dennis Miller, how they're kind of. Victoria Jackson turned yeah. right? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. She had a, she had a podcast or something a few years ago and she kind of you know, went off a little bit. Oh, God. So, yeah. Anyway, we got better stuff to talk about. Yes. Uh, what makes the movie so notable still today, I think, is that, uh, and it's almost 30 years old, is that it's a pretty accurate snapshot of what life is like now. Um, you know, Sandy B plays uh, Angela Bennett, a systems analyst, which is apparently a real job I looked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still, sure they still do it today, and yep. it's not just a generic term for a computer person, uh-huh. which is what I thought. Uh, she works from home. Uh, and in the opening scene, she's shown ordering pizza online. It was 1995, it you guys. Was, and that felt like, that's amazing. Uh-huh. I want to do that. Yes. I didn't even have a CD player in my car at the time. No. Wow. And she was ordering food without having to talk to anybody. Yeah. I mean, like that a dream. That was the future. Yeah, that was the dream. Goddamn magician shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's never going to happen. So, I mean, the plot of the movie, uh, it's like this. So Sandy B's character receives a floppy disk in the mail from a coworker, and okay, so the, the floppy disk and the mail part, you know, kind of dates the film, but stick with me. So the disk uh, contains a security systems software program that is highly questionable. Sandy Bullock and her coworker plan to meet the next day so he can tell her about what's on the disk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He ends up dead, so she does the next logical thing and pulls a Ted Cruz and goes to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> While in Mexico, a man who's working for the people that killed her coworker seduces her mm-hmm. and have sex on a boat. I mean, yep. she doesn't know he's working for her. Uh, then he tries to kill her, but she gets away from him and in the process ends up hitting her head on a dinghy and she washes ashore like sea trash. Oh, <laughs> sea trash. <laughs> she wakes up in a hospital to find that her identity has been stolen and somehow gets back to the United States. And Dennis Miller is her only friend, you know, because they're. Again, she's a woman who lives alone, so she couldn't possibly know anybody nope. else. No, no. Uh, oh my God, this is my life. I didn't realize this. <laughs> Do you know Dennis Miller? Yeah. Have you washed up like sea trash and not told us? I'm a woman who lives alone, so yes, obviously. Yes. Right. And so the bad guys figure out that Dennis Miller is their only friend. So they hack the uh, pharmacy mainframe computer and change his prescriptions. <gasps> That's right. So Sandy Bullock goes and picks up his prescriptions and he takes his medicine and he dies. Because you can do anything with a computer. Sure can. Oh, my gosh. And so it turns out the program that was on that floppy disk is basically malware virus. And the bad guys were going to use it to take over the government or something. Yeah. Um, but Through Sandy, a floppy disk. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sandy B finds a computer programming convention and unleashes the bad guys' malware virus on their own servers. So the virus oh kind of basically destroys itself and then pushes the boat sex guy from Mexico <laughs> off a catwalk to his death. That's perfect. Do you think that's how they pitched the movie? I hope so. Yeah. And they said boat sex a lot? I hope they said boat sex I hope so. I hope it was originally going to be called boat sex. Uh And I hope they kept saying Sandy B, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like after Speed, they were just like, obviously, more boat sex. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or actually, Speed 2 is the boat one. Speed 2. Cruise control. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It is wild, though. You know, of all the movies from the 80s and 90s that were, like, set far off into the future, you know. This one is probably the most accurate because all the other yeah. ones were just like there'll be flying cars and, you know, you can teleport and things like that. And like, no, this is it. Like, Well, and at the time, like we didn't know what malware was or right. ransomware or anything like that. And that's a daily concern now mm-hmm. as his identity theft. That's amazing. 
and the idea that we kind of like figured out how to order pizza online and we're like we're done that's all we need technology for like we've just really hit a plateau since then Mm -hmm. okay we can order food we're good Mm -hmm. i wonder if sandy b knew that her movie would be extremely relevant 25 years in the future when everyone just went inside and never came out again i don't know you're a you're a genius sandy b if you're listening that's a good one Mm -hmm. um well uh in keeping with uh the pattern I've sort of established, uh, I found a weird one. And that's what? This out of nowhere. I want to tell you the story of Daniel Heiss. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I say to you, Daniel Heiss was a convicted murderer. <laughs> okay. And he was doing his time at a prison in Australia. And one day he noticed that the prisoner's information handbook he was given, which, by the way, do prisoners get handbooks? Maybe in 1995 they did. Do you know this one? Yes. So the handbook he was given when he entered the prison had a pair of crossed keys on the front. The keys were in the shape of an E, and they looked very similar to the keys that the guards were carrying for the prison cells. So Daniel Heiss, being an astute fella, he noticed (laughs) this weird similarity. And so he told one of his fellow murderers, Shane Baker, because Baker was a jeweler. Mm. who had also somehow managed to bring in jewelry making equipment into the prison. Maybe Australian prisons are different. I don't know. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So he had this this equipment in his cell. And so with that equipment, and then after a few attempts, they made an exact replica of the key and it fitted all the locks. So Daniel Heiss left a message in his cell that read, this bird has flown, and they both escaped the prison, even after scaling three razor wire perimeter fences. Um, The jeweler, the jewel, jewelry making guy, jeweler, whatever, he was recaptured in a few days, but Daniel Heiss was on the run for 12 days. I thought you were going to say as soon as I got out, like a a crocodile ate him. Oh, that would have been (laughs) a good story. Yeah. We can pretend that's the story if you want. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. After 12 days, a crocodile ate him. You're right. The wildest <laughs> part of the story is not that he made a key replica. It's mm-hmm. that he was given a handbook. But he was given a handbook. <laughs> not, I mean, what? Yeah. If you want time off, here's how you do yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What's in there? Maybe that happens in Australia, but I don't think there's handbooks over here. No. I know. Like, no. And you, you said he was arrested for murdering someone? Yep. Okay. He was a murderer. and then, But he was a smart murderer. Because he, yeah, he spotted uh, that tactical error. So whoever did the marketing for these handbooks, not great. Not great. So they had like three pictures on their computer and uh-huh. they're like, oh, this picture of this key will be fine. Yep. I don't want to go out and <laughs> I don't find do a that. different image to yeah. put on the front of this handbook. Well, remember, this was early days of the internet. They yeah. probably didn't have a lot of stock photography and they were like, this is fine. Yeah. What they probably thought they were clever. Like, he's under lock and key. Get it? Ha ha ha. Yeah. Going to put a picture of the key on <laughs> And then someone... <laughs> And then someone brings up, hey, remember that guy has jewelry making equipment in his cell? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, he's making some for my wife for Christmas. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. That's great. how they do things in Australia. No, they were just like these koala molesters. They're not going <laughs> to put any of this together. No. They don't koala know this. Molesters. Yeah. What they didn't say is if there were any koalas in the prison. I mean, I'm assuming that maybe they were the pets there or something. Oh. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe that hard. was covered in the handbook. Oh, yeah. That once you get in, yeah. you get your own koala. Right? Maybe after, if you have good behavior, you get to like feed or, you know, spend time. Your koala time can your be koala lessened time. if you koala time. Other... <laughs> 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 oh, 
So I feel like we could all take a little inspiration from Daniel Heiss. Mm-hmm. Wow. Who, you know, just a very uh, observant. Yeah. Looked Head around. On a swivel. Looked around his world mm-hmm. and was like, I spot something no one else does. I'm going to make a friend. When you've got a problem, just look around for a solution. Just look around for a solution. Mm-hmm. Just look around. And usually it's a marketing error mm-hmm. and you'll find the solution. <laughs> it's like the Pepsi Where's My Jet guy. It's a marketing error. Right. Yes. And then they all get eaten by crocodiles. Mm-hmm. It's terrific. Not the koalas, though. No. They're fine. No. And then they start pumping out Hemsworths. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the Hemsworth dad. We don't even know. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Maybe during those 12 days, he went and impregnated. What's her oh, face? Yeah. And it started the Hemsworth line. What's her face? <laughs> Mrs. Hemsworth. Mrs. Hemsworth. Although I think the Hemsworths were maybe born in the 80s, but that's okay. We'll go with that story. Well, I guess I'm going to follow that up with another weird one. Okay. Um, and it's kind of dark, but I also just feel like I have not heard enough about this. Mm. And I'm wondering why, frankly. Um, so after the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the year that that happened, which horrific, awful, but we pr- most people know about. It's a historical event now. Um, I did not realize that they found a random lake in the rubble. Oh. And all of the other victims, all of their legs had been accounted for. What? And they have yet to figure <laughs> out where this lake came from. Like, this is still a mystery that they have never solved okay i'm gonna need you remember last week <laughs> uh-huh. when we talked about the roller skater the, mm-hmm. the at the roller skating rink when your doc martin was stolen you mm-hmm. had put together some theories mm-hmm. i'm gonna need you to put together some theories okay. on what where this leg came from okay what are you thinking first theory <laughs> one of the investigators is also a murderer <laughs> and saw the perfect opportunity to get rid of a body yeah. and like no one is Paying any attention. Yeah. Like, the, he's just like, oh, look, I found this other leg. And they're like, what? No, we have all 168 <laughs> other people's legs. There's no <laughs> legs missing. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. We found a leg. Theory one. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, that's theory one. Yeah. Theory two, it's not a leg. And the guy in the office that got the report uh-huh. didn't actually read it. <laughs> and they've come too far. <laughs> He assumed it was a leg. He told the news. He did all the things. Okay. And he doesn't know how to back it up now. Yeah, so he's yeah. kept the re- actual report secret for years. Okay. He's like, it's a mannequin leg that I don't know how to tell it. <laughs> and he's just kept it in a locker and he's not talking about it. And he figured it was better to just keep that secret than to right. dispel this mystery. Yes. Okay. Yes. Third theory. Okay. The coroner slash medical examiner is female. That they all made fun of frequently and didn't really listen to it. It's 1995. She yeah. had a hard come up in, uh-huh. in the coroner's office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, no, you dum-dums, it's not a leg. Mm-hmm. It's scaffolding. Mm. And they said, no, it's a leg. We already told our superiors. This is what we're going with. You're an idiot. Or maybe because she'd been hassled so much, she, you know, she has spare body parts. Just ready she to just go. said, look at this oh. leg. Like, yeah. Came from there. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? She's like, well, that I, mean, I like. Figure it out. Then she's just watched them try and research this for yes. years. And they're like, I don't know. It keeps she's them like, up at <laughs> night. <laughs> Those assholes. Yeah. Fucking random leg. Yeah. No, of course all the legs were accounted for. Last theory is mm. that there wasn't a lot of details about the leg. Okay. But my last theory is that I, 
you just didn't do enough police work. Like there's somebody else. There's another victim you didn't bother. Was there a homeless population? Was there something? But like if you actually found a human leg, you do have some responsibility, I feel like, to, you know, finish this out. It kind of feels like when they found the the shark at that lake and they were just like, just a joke. It's fine. Uh That's kind of what it feels like. They just dismissed it. And apparently Timothy McVeigh at some point has been very, had been very vocal about saying that there was another person involved that they never found or discovered. And I don't know if he was sort of trying to indicate that this was this person. Oh my gosh. But people say that he sort of just found this information that was trying to use it as like, you know, so it's tough. I mean, you know, he doesn't have a lot of credibility. That's tough, but. Someone's I would hope that they just sussed missing that out a, all the Just way missing a leg. I know. And nobody bothered to ask him. Also, natural follow-up question is like, where's the rest of it? You found a leg. Mm-hmm. So that led to my other theories that somehow the leg just got put in the rubble. Right. By the lady that was like, screw you, sexist guys. <laughs> I'm going to show leg. you. I have two theories. Oh, let's hear. I let's have hear. two theories just based on what we've collected okay. here. Okay. Number okay. one. The person who was in charge of the body parts spreadsheet was told you can't go home until everything's accounted for. <laughs> and they were just like, fine. And they just filled in like, we got all the legs. We got all the legs. I got, oh, I got shit to do. I got shit to do. That might yeah. be the best theory That's we it. have. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they found that later and the spreadsheet guy was like, nope, this no, is, this is obviously I have, I have accounted for all of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. My other theory is Aviva Drescher from the Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> Famously, only has one leg and likes to take it off. Yes, and we'll throw it at you. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. It's her original leg. Uh-huh. She didn't like it. Yeah, or her original prosthetic leg. I mean, not mm-hmm. her actual leg. Okay, so for those of us who don't watch The Housewives, mm. let, let me let me summarize it. What I think I just heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, there is a a woman on The Real Housewives of New York. Formerly on the Formerly of North. She didn't stick around. That yeah. had a fake leg and she used that fake leg to start fights. They were at a, you know, all gathered around a table as they sometimes are. Sure. And there was, this was, you could see this coming from like 10 miles away. Okay. Because yeah. everyone was sort of saying, you're not being authentic with us. You know, you, you Do say one leg lady. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, she was a bitch. She had okay. one leg, but she was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. They can coexist. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you know, people were saying, no, you're not being authentic with us. You know, you say one thing and you do another thing and stuff. And so you could see her in her response. She's talking and she's like the only thing artificial about me. And she's reaching down oh, no. to undo it. And she picks it up and she's like, is it this? And then throws her leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, if you haven't seen it, you should go online and look at it. Because there's a bunch of other people in the room and everyone's just like, it's a mixture of like, some people are just like horrified. Some people are laughing. Some people, it's just like. Because they've never seen it before. If someone did that, I wouldn't know how to act either. No, you no. know? And it's so shocking that I think your initial reaction is going to come out without you being able to right. edit it. Like, mm-hmm. you're yes. going to have a moment where you're like, what? You know, you're right. There's so many reactions in that room to mm-hmm. enjoy in that moment. Yeah. So it was kind of like, it's it's housewives canon is what I would call it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's also, I mean, that was her. I think that was her last season. Because it was, you know. You got you got to make can't it really top that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to come back from. Yeah. Because yeah. also at some point, then you had to recollect your leg and reattach it. <laughs> like there's. Yeah. That's a little humiliating. Yeah. And I only know that from Mr. Moon, my ninth grade or science teacher who would frequently undo his artificial that's leg. That's what to get sounded us to be familiar. Quiet. I remember you telling that story. 
<laughs> oh, I was like, no. why does this sound and throw familiar? it over his shoulder. <gasps> like it would stay in his pant leg enough that he could throw it over his shoulder. And like kids in the class would freak out until he did it. Like he did it one time. Like so he, I think he, as a joke. He unlatched his leg, but kept it in his pant leg. Like it from the hip? Yep. Oh, and wow. And then like threw it over his shoulder like a continental soldier. <laughs> Do your ears hang low? Nope, but your leg is fake. And he just threw it over his shoulder. And then everyone would be quiet because he did it one time, I think, thinking he was being funny or shocking or something. Well, then all that happened was that, you know, 14-year-old heathens learned, we'll just freak out until he does it. And they would get him to do it every class period. And again, this is a Catholic school. Yep. Okay. <laughs> he only lasted one year too. Oh. I was going to say, too, like, it was well, very quick. Yeah, if that starts, then pretty soon that that story is going to make it through the school, and mm-hmm. everyone's going to ask him all the time. You have no chance. Do your like it's over. Yeah, it's done. Like the minute you did it the first time, you sealed it's your done. fate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I either like the um you know the the uh, the woman seeking revenge mm-hmm. for yeah. sexist assholes or the Excel guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the Excel guy makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. That actually yeah. actually yeah. tracks. Like mm-hmm. it's something that I feel like you could find out in twenty years and not be surprised. By. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When they mm-hmm. unseal these records. Yeah, when they unseal these <laughs> records. So I'm sorry. I know it was a little dark, but it was shocking. That's. I mean, we turned it light. Mm-hmm. So we did. That's what we do. Sure, sure. We just have no reverence for nope the dead. <laughs> Heath, how about you? <laughs> 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 Do you have another theory? I see like no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're going to pivot. We're pivoting, pivoting everybody. Pivot. Take a deep breath. We're pivoting. <laughs> um, Alanis Morissette yes. released uh, a huge, huge, huge hit album in 1995 called Jagged Little Pill. As most people know by now, that first song off of Jagged Little Pill, uh, You Ought to Know, mm-hmm. was written by Alanis Morissette about her relationship with Dave Coulier, who played Uncle Joey on Full House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I cannot decide. <laughs> I can't decide if that makes the song more cool or less cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him do the interview where he said that when he realized it was about him, it was because of the line, I'm sorry to bug you during dinner. Yes. He's like, yes. one time she called and I said I was eating dinner. I'm like, that's, 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 the, yeah. one, that's the line. So just going down here on the theater is just fine. Like yeah. you do that with that a lot, one, of, a lot no, of women. That a lot, lot of people do that. Of, but only one person that. dared yeah. to call him during dinner. Oh my goodness. I read that too and I thought that I kind of loved that. But he was just sort of like, yeah, she called me while I was eating. <laughs> and then I was like, that seems like a dick move to bring that up after yeah. all these years. Yeah. But, you know. Um, and the song, that song particularly was never released as a physical single. So even though it was kind of a huge hit, it was never like a number one song. Because back then the way they tracked stuff. It had to be released as an actual single. And really? It never was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. It was that. monstrous. Wow. It yeah. Was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that song and uh, the Fugees killing me softly yeah. or killing him softly. No. Killing me softly. Mm. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They weren't released as actual singles, so they weren't. Were never. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. They wow. changed that a few years ago. Another one of the uh, songs off the album was the song Ironic, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the lyrics of which people love to point out aren't actually describing ironic situations. And I will say that those people are not my people. Yeah. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Calm also, down. Also, it was always people that you felt like thought that they were cool for saying that. Yeah. Or like, that were somehow just coming down on her because she was a woman and yeah. she was a woman musician. And why is everybody so is excited this even, about I mean, everybody knows the guy that was like, is that even irony? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what it is? Right. <laughs> Go right. ahead. Uh, and I kind of feel like that song, ironic, was sort of a precursor to how people use the word 
literally now to describe <laughs> things that are not literal. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I do. I'm like, did she inspire a generation in a way that we haven't even considered yet? Because we've considered all the ways she inspired a generation yeah. differently. Yeah. But like, we hadn't even You're thought Right. I literally hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Several years ago, Michael and I moved from one apartment to a different apartment in the same building. And in the we, building you're in now? No, no, in, oh. uh, uh, in the Kirkwood building. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before before we were married. Yeah. And uh, when we were moving into the second apartment, the superintendent in the building had apologized for the... It was a little bit of a delay for us to get in there because they were cleaning and painting from the previous tenant. Mm-hmm. And he delighted me and he's like, he's like, I'm sorry this is taking so long. That woman was a pig, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, okay. Because she wasn't literally no. a pig. She was a human. <laughs> yes, she was as far a, as we know. Literally. Yeah, she yeah. was a messy lady. Yeah. <laughs> literally. He was probably a guy that's like, that's not ironic. That's not even what irony means. She also kind of, uh, going back to Alanis Morissette, not the pig literally. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. She was kind of unfairly labeled as sort of a quote unquote angry woman. Mm. Uh, because she was pissed off, and she rightfully so in that song. You ought to know. I mean, who who hasn't been pissed off at Dave Coulier once or twice in their life? Just grew up watching that yeah. show. Yeah, you get cheated <laughs> on by Uncle Joey, and you see if you're not bent out of shape about it. Exactly. Yeah, how dare you, yeah. really? First of all, there's nothing wrong with an angry woman. I will say that. Thank you. you know, yes, you're welcome. You're, you're one of the good ones, Keith. <laughs> well done. If you are angry and you shove that shit down inside, you'll end up with depression and anxiety or worse. Blotchy skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my skin's so blotchy. Oh, man. Blotchy skin. Goodness. Also, if you take the album as a whole, she's really not all that angry. I mean, there's that no. song that, that's angry. Um, um, but ladies having an opinion in the 90s is often confused with the ladies being angry. Very much so. so. Um, and, and still today, yes. I would say. Uh-huh. Yep, I would agree with that. Uh-huh. And just one more thing about the album. Um, do you remember how it had a secret track? Yes. Which was a thing that's not a thing anymore. And it's too bad it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. What was the secret track? It was called Your House. Uh-huh. And you and to listen to it, you'd have to listen to the last list of track on the CD and play it to the end. And then just wait in silence for a few seconds. And the secret track would start to play. Like, you couldn't just go to it. Yeah. You have to re-listen. I don't remember that. Yeah. And I listened yeah. to that thing all the time. Mm-hmm. It must have just made... Sounded like one track or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably know the song really well. You just yeah. thought it was another, yeah. And it was a literal. Oh. And I'm using that word correctly. Okay. Here, hidden treasure on the CD. <laughs> literally. 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 A hidden treasure. And I will just say too, I saw Alanis Morissette perform at the State Fair here in Iowa mm. last summer. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Sounded phenomenal. I was supposed to go and it was raining. And I was like, well, I, I guess I'm not that big a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted yeah. you to stop it. I was supposed to go, but it was raining. <laughs> Just end it there. Just be done. <laughs> but it's tricky, though. I mean, she's in her late 40s now yeah. and singing lyrics that she wrote in her early 20s. Yes. Like, they, you know, they're not perfect, but, you know, they, they hold up pretty well. Like, I mean, it's, she's a lot better off than Madonna having to sing like a virgin in her mid 60s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good point. So. But yeah, I feel like it, it's such a good album. It's so, and you're right that most of the tracks are not angry. There's some really lovely stuff on there mm-hmm. yeah. and just things that, yeah, it was lovely. Canada. Canada. God love Canada. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that woman was a pig. Literally. <laughs> oh, landlords. Good times. 
Um, I thought uh, for my next one, I might give a, a, an update on the internet in 1995. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Al Gore on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> <A> special guest. <laughs> and I do this because I, I want to first note that I am historically bad at spotting technology winners. Okay. Because in 1995, when I went uh, to college at University of Iowa, a friend from back home, she's like, oh, when you get there, sign up for an email address so we can keep in touch. I'm like, email address? What the hell is that? That sounds dumb. And so I did not. Because <laughs> I'm really good at knowing when things are going to last. <laughs> Besides that, uh, in 1995, there were only 23,000 websites. Wow. Um, the most popular web destinations were AltaVista, Excite, GeoCities, Hotwired, Lycos, Mr. Showbiz. Oh, God. Mr. Showbiz. Pathfinder, Webcrawler, Yahoo, and Suck.com. Oh. oh. <laughs> Which I had to find out what that was. Good. Okay. Suck.com. It's about vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're selling you the rainbow back. Mashable uh, said that Suck.com appealed to the 20-somethings of the 90s with its snarky social commentary. The site was active until 2001 when it declared it was going on vacation and never returned. Oh, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. <laughs> um, also, the total number of internet users in the world was about 16 million, which was less than 1% of the total global population. Wow. Also that year, Amazon and eBay both launched. Ooh. Amazon launched with historically Jeff Bezos saying, I want to sell fast and I want to I wanna grow I fast. I want to sell these bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Then he turned into a terrible penis head guy. And, Got yeah. In fairness, he might have been that before. That Very, very true. Good point. He might have come into this being a terrible <laughs> penis head guy. Yeah, I think, yeah. I wonder if he envisioned at the time that he would um, want to go up into space in a penis rocket. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I think that was yeah, on his dream probably board. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he designed it. I think he drew a rocket and mm. it just happened to look like a penis and he happened. just embraced, and embraced it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, that looks really good. Yeah. Um, also that year, Match.com launched. Yes. Oh. Which surprised me. I didn't realize Match had been around that long and that internet dating had been around that long. Did you read what the first thing sold on eBay was? No. It was a broken laser printer. Laser pointer. <laughs> broken laser pointer? <laughs> yeah, it didn't even work. Like what? <laughs> if that wasn't a precursor for the next 28 years. I know. Don't know what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that was my internet update for 1995. I, I really enjoyed that there were 23,000 websites mm -hmm. that yeah. less than 1% of the people in the world used the internet. And that I said email sucked. <laughs> I really like that part. Yeah. But also, yeah, just those websites. Not a one of them really popular still. I mean, yeah. No. But yeah. No. And I had to remember what Mr. Showbiz was. I think it was just like movie times, like an oh. early version of Fandango or something. How much <laughs> more life has been dedicated to figuring out a better way to distribute movie yeah. times? And GeoCities was like a, a website builder where you could build your own website. Oh. And then, yeah, AltaVista and Excite, I think, were um, uh, like early precursors of Netscape Navigator and stuff like that. What about yeah. Ask Jeeves? Did you find anything on that? I think he came later. Oh. Good old Jeeves came later. Jeeves came <laughs> it's later. always so thoughtful of him. So thoughtful. <laughs> he waited until all the riffraff was gone. Yes. And then he's like, I'm going to bring some class to this joint. I remember uh, I got an email address when I went to college, too. <laughs> and I remember how they formulated it. Well, like your, your last name and then your first initial. And then you had to add up like 
social security numbers and birthdays and stuff like that's how they figured everybody out and they uh-huh. just assigned it to you and you know what still use it today <laughs> do you really <laughs> not my you and i address i use the you know the for the name part at the beginning because you know my last name's smith I'm like there's not a lot Very of true. you know oh yeah. yeah a lot of them were taken by them i remember i mean i eventually did like you know halfway through the semester i got an email address and it was at university of iowa and they formulated theirs at you know a Lillard at blue.weeg.uiowa.edu. Like it was ridiculous. It was so, yeah. 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 I remember in college when they put computers for the first time outside each classroom so that if a teacher canceled the class, you could check your email right there and see because the, it still wasn't like you weren't getting them on your phone. Right. It no, wasn't, you no. know, you had to log into a computer and they only had it in the newer buildings. And I remember thinking like, this is crazy. It's the future. Yeah. Also, in um, continuing that story of me being shitty about knowing when technology is going to (laughs) win, in 2008, when the first iPhone came out, I was like, who's going to need a camera on their phone? That's dumb. (laughs) We need to make a new segment every week of what Amy said about this technology originally. (laughs) Because I'm good at it. I'm real good at trend spotting. I want to know if anybody who met on Match.com in 1995 they're still together yeah and what that looks like right. like you know yeah because i remember in 96 97 when i got a job at a computer lab and i would try and like download stuff from mtv.com and it would take mm-hmm. forever so who knows if people went on to match.com and tried to load a photo like of you know val kilmer from right. batman forever <laughs> that's what i was thinking <laughs> i'd wait an hour for this picture or one of our friends who we will not name who talked about, you know, trying to download porn in the late 90s. And it just took, took a long, long time. Oh, no. Well, and if you think about, like, now it's natural to say, oh, I met this person on an app yeah, or yeah. whatever. But then they, people were probably like, you what? I mean, you were kind of a precursor of meeting online. Yeah, I, re- or I met my husband online. And I remember when we told his mom that her response was, oh, I wish you would have met in a restaurant. <laughs> Because that was, what, 2005? Yes. Do you want to reveal what site it was? That you- oh, it was gay.com. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was what? Gay.com. Gay.com? Yeah. <laughs> Website names were a lot shorter back in the day. That's amazing. I love I that so I did not so know much. this uh-huh. story. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. And I should point out that tomorrow, it's 18 years to the day from our first date. Oh my goodness. 18 years? That's yeah. a fucking accomplishment. That is a huge accomplishment. That also, was that the first date that you thought he was ditching you on? Yes. Okay. I did. Oh, no. <laughs> you want to tell that story? Yeah, you got to tell that story. We, we, went to, uh, uh, we went to lunch at La Mie Bakery here in, mm-hmm. in Des Moines. Okay. And we had a nice time and he talked a lot. And um, we were leaving and we walked around the corner to go to our cars and there was a yarn store. And he just sort of was like, I'm going to go in here and get some yarn for my mom. And then just said bye and left. And I was like, oh, I thought it kind of had gone well. It seemed to me like he was just ditching me. Like he wanted to get this over Now we know it was a classic Michael <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Not, like I didn't even seem shocked at first because that's tracked. Uh-huh. But now uh-huh. I see, yeah, yes. on a date, that would be alarming. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going to yeah. ditch me for, that's a made up excuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> this yarn, yarn. bullshit. <laughs> so. That story. 18 years later, here we are. Yep. I don't, I mean, he bought yarn. Like we've talked about the yarn he bought. He did buy yarn that day. <laughs> And maybe it was really good yarn because he was excited about the date. Mm-hmm. He just didn't yeah. realize that he'd been kind of a dick when he mm-hmm. left. Uh-huh. Yeah. 18 years is, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. All from gay.com. Is that still functioning, that website? I don't know. 
We should look. Somebody, uh, one of our listeners, please look and, and write into <laughs> yeah. the website. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do the work. Yeah. I but, mean, I have a computer here, but I'm not going to look. No, no, no. I'm not no, going to no, do it. No, no, no. No, we don't want that. Okay. Well. The last one. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the one that, I don't know how to feel about this yet today, oh. but it affected me the most okay. from 1995. And that was the death of Selena Perez. Ooh. Who was oh, murdered yeah. by her fan club president. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because I just had bad Spanish teachers, so we watched the Selena movie for, like, the rest of my high school. After that happened and they made the movie, I managed to see that movie quite a few times during school, which hmm. when I think back, I try and figure out. But but I actually had her CD and enjoyed it and was just shocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was shocking to think that someone that was sort of that close I, I remember that all coming out like oh she was you know people thought I was a crazed fan in a way it was but mm-hmm. then to find out it was someone that was so close to her and then that they, she was stealing money and she got caught and it was just felt like this very the first time I can remember feeling really depressed about the state right. of the world like wow <laughs> people are just really horrible to each other and this yeah. is another example that you can't really trust yeah close yeah. To. yeah it just was yeah and it must have stuck with me because I have seen that movie way too many times. I've seen a lot, too. It's a great film. It's a but, good movie. I mean, just not one that you'd probably need to watch over and over and over. But but that did. felt like that movie also sort of started the singing career of Jennifer Lopez, didn't yeah. it? Like, cause yeah. Because it was after that that she released an album. Don't put that on someone. Else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Sorry about that. Sorry, Selena. Don't speak ill of the dead. (laughs) Don't put that. It's not your fault, Selena. It's not your fault. No. But that was a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. And how just shocking to take someone that was doing something so big Mm -hmm. and, you know, successfully and like probably would have had a great career. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that probably helped her career in the United States a little bit, the whole story, obviously. But she was really, I mean, cutting... The I mean, she was edge. coming into yeah. the U.S., right, because yeah. of the English language album. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Rest in peace, Selena. Mm-hmm. And we don't blame you for Jennifer Lopez. Mm-mm. Maybe secretly, but we okay. won't talk about All it right. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can't. I'm participating. We know this from Bards and Books. I participate in the J-Lo thing, which isn't a great <laughs> mm-hmm. source of pride for me. But yeah. for some reason, the best way to get my anger out is to rap like J-Lo. And... <laughs> That probably says some more about J Lo than me, but it's it's just true. She's a good dancer. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> she was really good in Hustlers. She was really she good. She was in good in yeah. Hustlers. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's not a phenomenon I can explain, but there's something about there is a release for me. I only do it in my car. Mm-hmm. It's only one particular album mm-hmm. of J Lo's. Which one? Jenny from the Block. Sure. And I know all the words to all the songs. Mm-hmm. I know all of J Rule's part. Ja Rule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not great, but it is a release. So. <laughs> Listen, we're not judging our tastes. You're Let's not see. hurting anybody. No. It's on its own playlist on Spotify. It's a separate oh. thing because I don't want to accident. You don't want to accidentally get a J-Lo song when you're just listening to music, like doing other things because okay. it's for such a specific purpose. <laughs> so that's your anger list. It's my anger list. Okay. It's like I'm having a really shit day wow. and... I'm by myself. I have to drive. Probably taking someone to an activity or picking them up. Usually picking them up because they're not in the car. And does your yeah. family know if you're listening to J Lo? Like to just cool it. Yeah, I think Mike does. Yeah, I think Mike does. I don't think the kids have picked up on that yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it happened accidentally because at one point we were in the car and uh i don't some j-lo song came on and he realized quickly that i knew all the words and he was like i am questioning why you know all the words to this and i was like oh and then I had to remind him that on our second date, he knew all the words to Fancy by Reba McIntyre. <sighs> I'm like, do you want me to? <laughs> that I love. <laughs> so did I. It's one of the top ten reasons we ended up getting married. <laughs> so he revealed himself he pretty did. early. And like didn't realize it too, which is part of what was great about it. Like he just started singing it and I was like. So then I was just singing so that he didn't feel uncomfortable, you know? And then at the end, I was like, wow! Mind blown! <laughs> oh, Mike contains multitudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. layers. Yeah. An onion. I, uh, uh, I knew all the words to Baby Got Back, and I recited those to Michael on our third date. And that he has uh, said that is what I sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know what it's going to be. Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. Paint a picture. Was the song on? No, I was singing it from just, memory. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael's like, give me that man. Uh-huh. Yep. We were at Court Avenue Brewing know? Company. Oh, uh-huh. boy. I do. Okay. All right. Who knew that was the key to Michael's heart? Uh-huh. What's your last one, Heath? My last one is a little film that you maybe have heard of oh. called Showgirls. Oh. <laughs> this was 1995? Yes. I, I thought you were going with Clueless, I honestly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Clueless is a great film. Yeah, but cultural it's no Showgirls. No Showgirls. It's not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, Showgirls is a story of Nomi, played by Elizabeth Berkley from Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. who arrives in Las Vegas with only a suitcase and a dream. <laughs> Unfortunately for guidance counselors everywhere, that dream is for her to become the best showgirl who has ever showed, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is how they should have pitched it. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Nomi eventually meets Crystal with an I. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stardust Casino's marquee dancer and Crystal with an eye, her powerful boyfriend Zach, who uh, make her, who make Nomi feel like her dreams are within reach, mm-hmm. you know. But is it all worth it? That's really the question at the end of the day. Oh, is it? <laughs> is, it? is it worth it? And I will say this about Showgirls: if you thought Elizabeth Berkley was chewing up a scenery when she played Jesse Spano addicted to caffeine pills on Saved <laughs> by the Bell, then you will be pleased or maybe saddened hmm. uh, to know that that was just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to her overacting. <laughs> there's a scene where she's being intimate with zach who is played by kyle mclaughlin yes big 90s guy Mm -hmm. in a pool and she is just flailing about and if i didn't know better i would have thought someone dropped a toaster in that pool with her (laughs) (laughs) wait was she supposed to be having sex they were supposed to be having sex in the pool and she's just like i don't know (laughs) it's just like i mean sex with the lady is not my cup of tea but (laughs) the way it's supposed to be like i mean someone's gonna get a concussion <laughs> can, that, can that be this episode title sex with the lady is not my cup of tea that's the title of his memoir yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. <laughs> sex with the lady is not my cup of tea colon is the that easel. terry branstead colon the Smith story. <laughs> Can't wait to read it. Mm-hmm. It's a bestseller already. Uh, I will say the pool and the water deserve better. <laughs> so did Kyle McLaughlin, frankly. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin yeah. definitely did. Um, it's weird because uh, I think of this about a handful of movies. We all know the, the kind of movies that so many people are involved in making them. And it's like, did it not occur to anybody? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, 
How did no one say right. anything at like, any point? The director, the producer, anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, how did nobody not put this together? This is, they're making trash yeah. here. I remember the prevailing feeling, too, being like, how could she do this movie? Yes. She was on Saved by the Bell. Uh-huh. Like, that was some sort of Puritan show. And she went <laughs> off to do Showgirls. This was her version of Drew Barrymore flashing yep. David Letterman. You're right. It was her becoming I'm a, an adult. I'm yeah. a grown-up now. So I also found out, speaking of Drew Barrymore, there are some actresses that were allegedly considered for the role of Nomi before her, Elizabeth Berkley was cast. Drew Barrymore is one of them. No. Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay, that tracks. yeah. That tracks. That. Angelina Jolie. Oh. Jenny McCarthy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Denise Richards. Okay, yep. Totally get that. This is yeah. a 1995 list. Yeah. yeah, that's a very 95 yeah. list. But mm-hmm. there's some, how did they end up at Elizabeth Berkeley if there were other, some of those other names thrown out? Do you think they said no? Maybe they were the ones that, be like, that said this movie is trash and everyone mm-hmm. said, nope, you're yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you think Denise Richards, Angelina Jolie, I mean, some of those in that role, right. I mean, seems to really track. Mm-hmm. I don't really see Denise Richards putting that much energy into the pool of sex scene, just no. the flailing. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, Showgirls was the first and still the only film to be rated NC-17 and given a wide uh, release at the North the American The only theaters. one? Yep. Um, and I, if memory serves, I didn't like go look this up, but I remember it playing at the movie theater in Cedar Falls. I think Cotton it played College in the, yeah. 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 But I don't know anybody who went and see it, went to see it. Because the NC Net 17 thing, it kind of felt like you were going to watch a porn movie. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. Uh, you know, and you're just like in the mall. You know, it just seems Yeah. Strange. Yeah. It seemed like high risk of being in there with people that you didn't want to be in the movie theater. Exactly. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't make a lot of money when it was in theaters. Imagine that. But it was a huge hit on home video. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Everyone wanted, you know, their yeah. own little porn at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do, I think, uh, uh, I don't think the NC-17 version was available like a Blockbuster. I think they did an R-rated version, mm-hmm. but you could you could rent it. But I do, I um, have some dialogue from the film. Oh, here oh down. Yes. let's hear I it. I love it when he yes. thinks dialogue my favorite. Uh, just, just a couple. Okay. Uh, one line, one of my faves is, you shouldn't get pissed off. It makes you look older. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've all been through that. Is that person old or just pissed? <laughs> Who knew they were bringing truth bombs uh-huh. like that in show? Maybe no. when you're listening to JLo, you look really old. I look and we so don't even yeah. old. Yeah. So old. Because nothing screams old like JLo. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. She'd love to hear that. <laughs> so here's an interaction between Crystal and uh, Nomi. Crystal, I've had dog food. Nomi, you have? Crystal, mm-hmm. Long time ago. Doggy chow. I used to love doggy chow. Nomi, I used to love doggy chow too. What that was an actual exchange in the movie they were talking about, but like they didn't ever go back to it. Like they never referred to it again. Like why would they just be like, "I ate dog food"? And huh. probably my favorite line from this whole movie: Zach says, "Nice dress," and Nomi says, "Thanks." It's Versace. <laughs> it's Versace. <laughs> so is she supposed uh, to be a dummy? In this? Uh, yeah. Okay. That uh, quote reminds me again. Michael's been so thrilled because we keep bringing him up on oh, this. Good. But he had a uh, when he was in graduate school, he had a, a, a student he went to uh, um, was in his classes, and they were at some sort of event, and someone commented on her dress and complimented it, and she said, "Thanks, it's a hot cooter." And she meant hot couture. <laughs> <laughs> she said hot cooter. 
murder. <laughs> Can we rename the podcast to that? Yes. <laughs> There's no more today. It's Hot Cooter. That's our new podcast name, everybody. <laughs> So, showgirls. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Well, oh. I can't top hot cooter. I've just got to. I just. <laughs> Not with that attitude. Not with that attitude. I've just got a very short snippet to, to leave us with, okay. which is the story of the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences. Oh. Um, and the winner was Robert Lucas Jr. For what? I don't know. I didn't look that far. But what I do know is that Robert Lucas Jr., when he received his Nobel Prize, was only awarded half the prize money because his ex-wife had placed a clause in their divorce settlement in 1988 (laughs) saying she would receive half the prize money if he won the prize in the following seven years. She made it just under the deadline. Just under the deadline. And talk about just... a very specific clause. Yes. It's like she knew the future. And she wanted to really dig into him. Like, oh, you love your job so much? Mm. Oh, yeah. We I'm going to take your hat. I sacrifice for that prize, too. <laughs> take Is that my hot cooter and your prize money. <laughs> I think that's the plot of Wedding to Exhale, also. Oh <laughs> so I just wanted to applaud that lady. I thought, you know. Good for you. That's well done. Mm-hmm. And maybe with your Robert money, you, you bought some hot cooter. Mm. I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Yeah. I almost uh, am reluctant <laughs> to name the episode Hot Cooter because it feels like it gives away the end. Yeah. So I'm going to use other terms. Yeah, I think you should. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. And save that for a surprise. Like you make it all the way through and it's a here's treat. what you get. It's like the hidden track. Yeah, the uh-huh. hidden yeah. track. If you make it to the end, you get See, listeners, cooter. you got to listen all the way through You just the never stuff. know. You yep. never know. Never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never know where this is going. There was so much more in 1995 that we didn't get to. There was, actually. Which is another reason we're probably going to revisit mm-hmm. these years in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you mentioned Jenny McCarthy. Do you remember Singled Out? Uh, yes, that oh, actually yes. debuted this year. Yeah. It did? Yeah. I loved that show. Is that bad? <laughs> I remember watching. I also remember thinking she was kind of an a-hole. <laughs> like, That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe everybody on that show was an a-hole, including the contestants, but still. Well, yeah. maybe she was revealing herself because then she turned yeah. into just a giant a-hole. Mm-hmm. Later on, yeah. went down vaccine conspiracy land and led the charge mm-hmm. for many people. She's married to Donnie Wahlberg now. Remember when she was with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy's her cousin. They're so cousins? Weird. Yeah. I know what branch of the tree I'd rather be on. Yep. <laughs> I've stunned the room in this <laughs> Yeah. Like my brain won't compute that together. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's a weird Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another reason to skip Thanksgiving. That's See the beginning of the episode. I'm going to call it Thanksgiving trying to sneak up on you. So yeah, this episode is going to come out the day before Thanksgiving. So if you need an excuse to get out of this atrocious affair, mm-hmm. just you know, refer to any of the reasons that I just said. Just say what Heath told you to say. Just do do any of it. <laughs> any of the three versions. Any of it. <laughs> and we back you 100%. 1,000%. Yeah. We'll see you after Thanksgiving. See you yeah. a couple weeks. How about and, that? And then we'll prepare you for the dread around Christmas. Something to look forward to. <laughs> All right. Oh, ho, ho.
Fuzzy Memories is a Broads and Books production. It's hosted by Heath Smith, Aaron Johnston, and Amy Lee Lillard. The show is produced by Amy Lee Lillard. Follow us at Fuzzy Memories Pod on Instagram for clips and highlights. And follow us at Broads and Books Productions for updates on new shows coming your way. See you next time.